The following is a paid podcast from Prudential. Welcome to Wealth Wits, a podcast about money made exactly for you. I'm Faith Saley. So, you're a structured saver, and you're in your 40s. I've learned a lot lately about what it's like to be a structured saver in your 40s, and I'm here to share that information with you. Let's start with the saver part. I went out and asked some structured savers about their finances. Here's what they had to say about money. My dad is a super saver. He bought stuff on sale all the time and worked two jobs growing up. My mindset is more if I can't pay it off within a paycheck or two paychecks, unless it's absolutely necessary, I don't get it. I didn't let my credit card bills add up. I didn't like paying finance charges or interest. I think that helped me a lot. I try not to be that anxious about it. I try to be a little bit more relaxed about it, but mindful that I have to put money aside just in case something happens. These are my takeaways about structured savers. You're proactive with your money. You work hard at managing your finances. You even enjoy it. You're not afraid of budgets. In fact, you like looking at numbers. And you make thoughtful, well-researched decisions. Financial planners love you. I am a structured saver at heart, and I think I always have been. I like knowing where my money is. I like being aware of when it should shift to a new place. I try to enlist experts to help me on that. And I also like looking at the numbers every once in a while. It feels like both a sense of accomplishment and comfort. Structured savers are people of all ages and income ranges. You don't have to be Bill Gates to save money. I was reminded of this when I met Christina, a single mother of two who works multiple jobs to maintain her savings accounts. My name is Christina. I am a big saver with my money, but at the same time, I don't stop myself from going out and having fun with my friends. I just don't want to, like, go crazy and be like, oh, yeah, you guys, let's go have fun, and then end up skydiving that day, you know? Like, you have to make sure you have enough money to have fun, but have enough money to live the next day as well. I try to put at least $100 away for fun money in the week, and half of my paychecks go into savings. The rest will go to bills. And if I don't have enough money to go to bills, then I take out for fun money and just eat peanut butter sandwiches for a week. My kids are eight and five. I always teach them that saving your money for a rainy day will always end up being to your benefit. I reached out to a few experts to see what they had to say about structured savers like yourself. I know that structured savers are financial planners A-plus students, but I was curious if they'd have any advice for someone like Christina, people who want to balance fun and practical investments, whether or not they have kids. I started with Jeff Rose, a certified financial planner and the author of the site goodfinancialsense.com. Yes, that is sense as in money. Here's what he told me. An amazing quality of, of being a structured saver is that when you already know like where your money is going, you, you have removed a lot of the stress. What advice would you have for Christina? You know, she allots herself $100 a week for her quote unquote fund money. And then she has a half of her check go to savings. 
And then at the end of the month, if she doesn't have enough to pay the bills, she doesn't pull that from her savings. She pulls it from her, her fund money. That's A plus with like extra credit. But I would ask, are there any things that she that she didn't do? Like any things, any experiences with her friends that she could have done, that she had more than ample savings to, to do? You know, what are some of those experiences with her kids that she can do with them now that she's not going to be able to do for them in you know, five or six years from now when they're teenagers, they don't want to hang out with mom yeah. anymore. Yeah, that's a really good point. I love experiences, you know, and I, if, like the one thing I've never done, I still want to do, either my wife is uh, does not want me to do because we have four kids now, but I want to go skydiving. Yeah, I'm, I'm with your wife on this one, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's something that, Reflecting back, I wish that I would have splurged on that activity. And I've seen a lot of people that have, they were so committed to saving and chasing this bigger number later on in life that they forgot to live the life in the moment. So Jeff, Christina actually says she doesn't want to go crazy and be like, oh, God, you know, oh, yeah, guys, let's go have fun and go skydiving. (laughs) She needs to. She doesn't know. (laughs) But it sounds like she's done a great job of showing her kids what it means to save. But, you know, what are some of those experiences, maybe a trip or, you know, something that they can do together that they will remember the rest of their lives? You've just lit a fire under me about things I need to do with my children before they don't want to be with me anymore. (laughs) Skydiving. (laughs) (laughs) No, you see, you have not sold me on that one, my friend. (laughs) Jeff, thank you so much. It's been fun. So Jeff Rose says that you'd need to make sure you're having enough fun. I wanted to know if there was anything that structured savers could do to manage their money even better. I called up David Carlson, a personal finance blogger at the site Young Adult Money and the author of the book Hustle Away Debt. And this is what he had to say. I would describe structured savers as very conservative, very concerned about ever not having money, ever having to be stressed about money. And what's interesting about them is I think that part of it too is they really want freedom. That's what they're shooting for. And freedom to them is having enough money to do whatever they want. David, are you a structured saver? I think I most relate to this group, yes. Among your clients who who fall into the structured saver type, what kinds of financial behaviors do you see them engaging in? I think a lot of structured savers are people who have a good handle on their finances. They're reviewing it. They're checking their bank accounts each month. They're looking at their transactions, even going as far as being strategic about how much they set in different retirement accounts and maximizing their taxes. Really structured savers, they're the ones who are going to have that nest egg set aside. Are there any money-saving tools that you'd especially recommend for structured savers? I'd say that most structured savers probably already did the research themselves, Mm -hmm. but if they do work for an employer, utilizing some of the tools available to them and maybe some other apps that help you save even more. Okay, so to recap, what do we know now about structured savers? What should you be doing? First, don't be afraid to take a financial risk or two. If you have the padding, and you probably do, consider making a higher-yield investment. It might be risky, but you can afford it, and it could pay off big for your future. Second, you're likely very retirement-oriented, and that's great. But don't forget to seize the day. 
Make sure you're investing in experiences with your loved ones. Take advantage of that time you have with them now. And above all, keep on keeping on. You're doing a great job. So we've learned what it's like to manage money as a structured saver. But to get the full picture of your financial situation, we also have to think about your current stage of life. What's unique about being in your 40s? What might be some of the challenges in front of you? And what about the opportunities? Out in the world, I also ask people what it's like to manage money as a 40-something. Here's what I heard. It creeps up on you and the older you get, the faster life goes. At 42, when you look around and you see everybody else that you grew up with and went to school with, and they're married with kids and they're going on vacations. Being in my 40s, I feel like I have a bit more um, wisdom and background, and I, I know how to build a support system when necessary. Okay, so as a 40-something, you're in a phase of preparation. You might be reaching the height of your career, and all of a sudden, retirement doesn't feel so far away. How do you decide where your money should go? Retirement? Caring for an aging parent? If you have kids, saving for their college fund? Experts call the 40s the sandwich years, where you're pressed between lots of different priorities. I spoke with one couple in their 40s who is in exactly this situation. They know that they need to save for retirement, but they're also thinking about paying for their aging parents' medical bills. My name is Shannon, 40 years old. My name is Jeff. I'm 45. Unfortunately, my parents didn't really plan ahead. That is definitely a concern. We both have moms that could be in much better health. And it, it is. It's something I try not to think about on a daily basis, but it's always in the peripheral, knowing that something could happen. And what would that mean if we had to step up to the plate? Could we do that without putting ourselves at great financial risk? Again, I wanted to talk to a financial expert to hear what advice they would give to Shannon and Jeff or someone similarly sandwiched between financial priorities. I reached out to Kimberly Palmer, a financial journalist. Kimberly writes a lot about money management for parents. But whether you have kids or not, whether you have aging parents or not, she's got tons of good advice for 40-somethings. Here's Kimberly. I want to ask you about Shannon and Jeff. They both have parents that they're having to care for. What advice do you have for them? Yeah, it's so hard. I think they really represent kind of the classic squeeze that we so often see happen in, in our 40s. And I think the most important thing for them to think about is to not forget about supporting themselves first. They have to prioritize saving for their own retirements, their own even just simple short-term savings for things they might need. And then after you've taken care of yourself in that way, you can see what you can do to help your parents. What are the opportunities for 40-somethings? I'll, I'll use the word you like to use. What's fun What's about fun? being in your 40s when it comes to money? Hopefully, you know, if things have gone well, you are still working and feel like you could continue working for another 20 years or maybe increasingly, even indefinitely. What are the big decisions that a lot of 40-somethings have to make when it comes to money? A lot of times we 
40-somethings are still choosing between these big priorities. So how much money are you going to be putting into retirement? Are you maxing out those savings already? If so, maybe then you can start putting more money into the college savings account. What are crises that 40-somethings might have to deal with in this decade? The biggest one that I heard about from my interviews with with moms um, is that they are often thrust into a caregiving role that they didn't expect or plan for. And that suddenly puts so much pressure on their work lives. That is the biggest crisis that often comes up. At what point should people be doing estate planning? Should that be coming up for people in their 40s? Yeah. I mean, estate planning includes things like writing a will, appointing guardians for your kids. I mean, that should be done at least when you have children that you are responsible for. Kimberly, I have a confession. I may or may not have a will. You need to write one tonight. (laughs) Okay. All I really care about is that my friend April gets all my diaries. (laughs) Kimberly, thank you so much. I, I really love talking to you, and I, I learned a lot. Thank you so much, Faith. It was great talking with you. Okay, so what did we learn from Kimberly? First, as a 40-something, even if you're tempted to prioritize other people's needs, you have to think about taking care of yourself first. This means saving for retirement. Take a look at your family members and think about whether you might be put in a caregiving role in the future if you aren't already. If that's a possibility, can you start having those conversations now? Think about whether there are steps you can take so that you're prepared to be in that position. And of course, do your estate planning. Write your will. Last of all, we want everyone to know that if you've made mistakes or been out of balance with your financial choices, there's no shame in it. Every financial expert stresses that it's never too late. (sighs) You can make meaningful changes starting today. So whatever you do or however you feel about money, no matter what age you are or behavior type you fall into, it's okay. You just need to be aware of the kind of person you are when it comes to your finances so you can grow. And more importantly, be happy. That's all for this episode of Wealth Wits. Special thanks to our guests, Jeff Rose, David Carlson, and Kimberly Palmer. And special thanks to Christina, Shannon, and Jeff for sharing their stories. If you want to learn about money matters at other stages of life, or if you're curious about other financial behavior types, check out slate.com slash explorewealthwits. You can also subscribe to the entire series wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show, why not let people know by leaving us a good review? I'm Faith Saley. Thanks so much for joining us.